Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Chanel, I have a question. What's up? Have you ever felt lonely in your entrepreneurial ventures and journey? Listen, that is such a real feeling, especially as a black woman, especially as an entrepreneur, especially as a kingdom woman trying to level up and move forward in my life. Listen, the the interesting thing is I hear that from so many different women. Yeah. So I thought it was the perfect timing for us to collaborate our entrepreneurial success and the things that we've learned along the way for kingdom women specifically. Listen, I'm so excited about this. So that's right. You guys are able to sign up today starting in October, our specific membership group where you'll have access to our knowledge on branding, marketing, how to sell, how to pitch yourself, yes. how to, you know, br- apply the Bible to your business, applying the Bible to your business, yes. uh, corporate fast, like all of those things, exercise your faith, so many different things. And above all, Chanel, it's great to have an accountability group. Listen, now, I'm really excited to be a part of a group of a bunch of people that look like me and we're all trying to get to the same place. And listen, and the fact that we're coming together doing it, yeah, you know, I say this humbly, I've been thriving in full-time entrepreneurship for some years now. Yeah. You've generated millions for the sports industry. Yes. We have so many different skill sets that we are going to offer. Yeah. We're two separate powerhouses and we're coming together to build this membership for you all. Not only from a business and physical natural standpoint, but also a spiritual standpoint. Yes. I can't wait to get into the word I'm excited. entrepreneurship. I'm excited. The word and entrepreneurship together, Chanel. Listen. In a membership group. Listen. Girl. I'm ready. So if you guys are ready for our group that starts in October, please make sure that you click the link in our show notes and we can't wait to see y'all. Cannot wait. Period. (laughs) Happy Friday, everybody. You are now listening to the Double Dose Podcast brought to you by your new twin besties, Shonda and Chanel. Listen, we are bringing to you a double dose of life, culture, and Jesus every single Friday. All the things. We're truly excited. And listen, we have... An A1 guest here You forgot today. the tagline. Oh, what is, I'm sorry. We are one <laughs> set of twins. With two different perspectives. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> Y'all, we have an A1 guest here. Um, definitely a friend of the pod. Definitely a um, friend, somebody that we've been following for the past couple of years. Um, big shout out to Pastor Adrian Davis. Hey. Wait, where the <laughs> airport bird? <laughs> <laughs> Those are the hand claps of praise that the we just claps of praise. <laughs> the hand claps of praise. That's hilarious. <laughs> How are you, Pastor AD? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all? We're, We're good. doing well. Adjusting yeah. to this DC fall weather. Yes, it's getting cold outside. Yes. <laughs> so, but how, how how fast did it start to get cold? Because it seemed like as soon as it was like the first day of fall, it was like the temperature dropped. Fact. That's exactly what happened. Listen, but we were in Atlanta over the weekend. Mm -hmm. It was hot. And then we just came back and now it's hoodie season. Can we talk about how I wore a sweater dress in Atlanta thinking that it would that was ridiculous. It would work for the fall, but it was hot. We were in Atlanta. We were in Atlanta. Yeah, it was cute though. though. It was cute though. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I mean that's the rule of thumb. Like, you know, like for some outfits, you just gotta, you know, you just gotta endure. 
yeah, you just gotta make it work, right? You know, you just you just have to endure. Like it's exactly, exactly. How's LA though? Oh, you know, I can't complain, man. LA is amazing. I love LA. I tell people this all the time, man. Like, I love LA. I feel like I'm supposed to be here for this season of my life, but I I question if LA loved me back. You know, so, okay, okay. But the weather is amazing. The scenery is amazing. Um, I literally like if I if I feel like I'm getting a little down or whatever, I can literally just go outside and it and it lifts me up immediately. Love that, love it. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I love I love LA. So the weather's beautiful today. Uh, the sun is out. The palm trees are just blowing. Everything's going. Down. I Jealous. love that. Can we talk about how we were just in LA a couple weeks ago? Uh, oh yeah let's talk about that (laughs) but no 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 let me get to my story i was walking through lax and you know how the airport has those tvs yeah like when you're walking through Mm -hmm. on the tv screen i see pastor adrian davis that's not surprising I'm like, okay, I knew Look, I was, I didn't know I was, that thing. I was on on a saturday night minding my own business and you know on saturdays i love to watch tubi yeah, I love them. I Listen, that I'm watching too. Tubi, and I'm like, is that Pastor AD <laughs> on TV? <laughs> uh, well, listen. So, so for the both of you, for for one, you know, someone was just here, and then she texted me like, "Oh, I didn't know you was this famous. You in the airport?" I'm like, "Where airport you at?" She like, "I'm in LAX." I was like, "Oh, so you came to LA? Didn't say what's up? Didn't say hey, call, cat, nothing. Didn't say just didn't want to say nothing." Okay, cool. I got it. But, uh, Ooh, but no, so like, so I go. That was actually an interview. Um, I went back and I looked at the picture. I'm like, wait a minute, why was I in the airport on the screen? I'm like, I hope I wasn't doing nothing wrong or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, that was an interview. They actually interviewed me about um, the podcast studio that I had and then also being uh, just doing content. And then the, 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 the challenging part about doing content and the downfalls of it and then um, social media, because I have a love and hate relationship with social media. You know, what I'm saying? same like, you and me both. And I, I, I think majority of people that do content that have podcasts that talk to people are front facing brands for people. You know, we do, we all have a love hate relationship with it. You know, so uh, so I had to go back and I was like, oh, I oh I remember that. And then the movie <laughs> situation, yeah, we, I, I'm I'm actually going to be in two more movies that roll out this year. Uh, hey, that's awesome! Congratulations. <laughs> Before the end of the year is out, so yeah, it's 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 great. It's great. That's amazing. Yeah. So are we invited to the premiere? Like we can do press on the red carpet. Well, he, here's the thing: as long as y'all come and y'all at least speak, because last time, <laughs> I mean, how y'all gonna be on the red carpet and don't even going to talk to me? So I don't. I don't that. But no, I I, I definitely let y'all know. So so please do. Please let us that. know. We yeah, we definitely would love yeah. that. We definitely love that. We love being in the LA streets. We do. Uh, well, you know, like so, LA streets are a little different from DC streets. Um, I love DC. Like my my brother's there, um, and every time I come to DC, and for those that know, like know, I'm working on a documentary called A Brilliant Boy, uh, talking about the. Uh, systematic racism in the field of education for black boys and mm. uh, how black boys learn and how we process. And so we took 80 boys this year in April, we took 80 boys to Europe. We took them to Madrid, Amazing. Paris, and London. And so um, the school that we're highlighting is in DC. So every time I come to DC, man, like 
I love it. I got to hit U Street. I got to hit, hit a few branches. I got to, you know, just DC just has black culture. Yes. It just yes. has very black, black culture. And, 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 you, black, black. And, and I don't know, like you, like I, I honestly believe, and this is, you know, not to be too deep or to be too spiritual, but I believe that cities have have accessory roots and you yeah. feel that like you mm-hmm. like you legit feel that and when, when i'm in dc like you i just feel so i feel so proud to be black yes <laughs> like, like every, time, every time i go to dc i just feel good like it's like all right cool like it's it's a great feeling to be there the go-go music there yeah I love that uh and just the energy in dc is amazing the culture is definitely yeah, different like is. i love the yeah. culture is different like I, I i tell people when you come to la the feeling, like, if you are an ambitious person, you're going to feel that. Like, you feel... That's so true. Yeah, you you feel like, like, like when I moved to LA, I was like, every day, I, still to this day, I wake up, I'm like, today could be today. And I don't mm-hmm. know what that entails. It's just, yeah. it, you just, like, you could be, I've been, how I got the, uh, the Tubi role, the first Tubi role uh, for Stepmother 2, I was invited to... Um, a video, a music video shoot. And um, I went and I was like, oh, like, hey, I want to introduce you to this person. I go and the person I'm being introduced to, we're standing over here having a conversation. Another guy sees me and he walks over to me. He was like, hey, you're an actor. And I was like, yeah. He was like, you got to look. He was like, hey, I'm going to send you. He said, I want your audition for something. And I was like, okay. He was like, so I would love to you know, get you on tape. And so I sent it to my agent and then my agent was like, yo, like do it. And so they sent me the uh, script. I did the um, audition for the role and the role I auditioned for, I didn't get, they gave me a bigger role. And so um, that's how that happened. It's just, you know, when you are in the right place at the right time type of situation, but that's what you feel in LA. You feel that ambition. You feel like, yo, like today could be the day for something amazing. So um, I feel like every city has like its own. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Feel or every, you know, mm-hmm. every area has its own feel. I love that. Let's talk about the, the right favor of right God. Time. Like, yeah. like you auditioned for one role, but then you ended up getting a bigger role. A bigger role. And this wasn't because. But, I, but I, I say this, though. It comes with a lot of rejection. Like, people. For sure. Like, I can't tell you how many self-tapes I've done, you know, and, like, the, the, the number is crazy. I know it's well over 400. Like well, wow. and so you audition for that audition, 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 and then the thing is, like, you don't get an email back, you don't get a call, they don't hit your agent back, they do nothing. They just, you just, just they you go. Just you. Like they, <laughs> it's just like it's like yeah, I right, whatever. Um, but like for those moments right there, like when you get discouraged, you you know, and like you said you know, you tap into the favor of God and be like, man, like the mm-hmm. favor of God was on me for that. And it was something I didn't even have to, I worked for, for sure. Yeah. But I may not have worked in this particular area. And what I love about like God is, is that we don't always, we don't always reap where we sow, we reap what we sow. And so mm-hmm. it may just come from a different place, you know, and, but it's what we've, we've been sowing. I was sowing in all of those areas for self-tapes after self-tape after self-tape. 
And I was, I was thinking it was going to come this way. And then God does it a totally different way. And so I think that's why I like God doesn't allow us to marry methods. So he's hmm. like, yo, you don't, I'm not predictable. You can't predict how I'm going to bless you. You can't predict how I'm going to open up that door. You just know I'm going to open up that door because yeah. I've shown you that, but I'm going to open it the way I want to open it. Because if I open it the way that you think, then you think you got me figured out. And so you would do it this way all the time so that the door will automatically open. No, I'm going to do it different. And so he's done everything with me and acting, me and producing, me and directing. He's done it all from an unconventional way, like totally different than I what that. I thought it would be. I love That's that flex. So dope. Yeah. Actor, <laughs> producer, director. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you a comma. I'm a comma. That's it. Like, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like, uh, like people love to put, put a period after, and usually it's, it's a level of comfortability. Like people get comfortable seeing you in one particular area and they're like, okay, you're always going to be this and mm -hmm. not understanding there's so much more to each and every one of us. And I think that when that was one of the things, like I deal with, um, anxiety a lot. And mm -hmm. one of the things that, uh, helps me to process my anxiety is to not, um, in life feel like, you know, we have this thing where it's like, oh, I'm seeking my purpose. I'm seeking my purpose. But what if our purpose is so multifaceted and there's so many aspects of our lives that we are called and that, and that is purpose. Even being on this podcast is purpose. You guys doing a podcast is purpose, but it always leads to something else, but it's purpose mm -hmm, for that yeah. particular moment. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to find that one thing. No, yeah. like, you, you can be this and that. Exactly. It Facts. So how do you handle being put in that box? Because honestly, I feel like I like yeah. I'm put in a box all the time. People try to put me in a box. Like, especially yeah. as a psychologist, people put me in this academic box. Yeah. 100 yeah. percent of the time. Yeah. Even as like even in the church world, like I feel like for a long time, people put us in the box of like the church. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we was on mad church flyers for so long. <laughs> and now people seeing us with revolt and stuff. And they just like, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. But like that. But but that stuff was always I think that stuff was always in the both of you. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it's just now I think the the courage to step out there and to do it and to and to for lack of better terms, not care. Like, and I yeah. think it, it, it is, it's, it's hard because like even pastoring, like, um, you know, people will be like, oh, like you pastor the church, you're, 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 you're going to do that. And majority of the time, how we looked at pastoring is we get a pastor, they serve as a pastor until they get very old and die yes. or they're very old. And, and then the church, everybody leaves the church, the church decreases and then they get a young person in after that person retires and then that person has to revive it mm -hmm. um and so it's you know i think that we have to understand like there's purposes for seasons and mm -hmm. how i had to look at it uh to answer your question is i had to look at it like for the for not to be put in the box by people for one e dewey smith came on the commas podcast and he he said uh we were having this conversation and he said boxes are for things and not people mm -hmm. and when he said that you do it, Pastor Edu Smith, when he said, I was like, man, like, that's so true. And I told him, I was like, man, and, and this is off camera. And I was like, yo, I said, what I had to realize is that for it, you know, people put you in a box according to the season that you're in, but it's like a, it's like a gardener. When a gardener goes and he is toiling the soil to plant the seed, like 
at first he has to go buy the seed, right? So it's like he has money, he goes and buys the seed. What if he spends his last money on buying that seed? So now mm -hmm. he goes through a season of being broke, but he has a bag full of seed. Then mm -hmm. to, that's purpose, right? The purpose yeah, for that yeah, money was is. to buy the seed. So I may, before he buys the seed, he had a lot of money. So let's say people freeze, some people met him when he had money. So they freeze him in, oh, that's the money farmer. So now they freeze him there. Then he goes and then he, he's broke, but he got seed. So now it's like, oh, he the broke farmer. Mm -hmm. They freeze him there. Then he goes and he tours the soil and he plants all the seed. And then for that season, he has nothing. He has no money. He has no seed, but he got something in the ground. All of mm -hmm. it is purpose. And for every area of his life, he's going to meet people or she's going to meet people during that season. And people are going to try to keep them there. But now, like, I, I can't just be that one particular thing. You don't even see what's happening in the, you know, in the ground because every seed when it's placed in the ground, it's a place of death. It had, the seed has to die to itself for it to reap, you know, for it to harvest. So every That's phase, good. That's real every good. phase of his life, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every phase, every part was purpose. The harvest is just not the purpose. The process is the purpose. Hmm. So that's all purpose too. If we don't, if we don't find the purpose in buying the seed, and if we don't find purpose in toiling the soil, and if we don't find purpose in sowing the seed, then reaping the harvest is going to be what we celebrate, but we're not even going to write about the journey or, or find purpose hmm. in those things. And so you're going to be miserable throughout the whole process until you reap the harvest. No, I'm not going, I'm not going, I'm, I'm not going to live life for, you know, 99 years and, you know, get, to a hundred and then be like, Oh, I've reached my destination. I'm so right, right. Like, I'm going to enjoy the purpose along the way. So mm -hmm. um, not being put in that box is just the, for me, just the ability to keep going and keep trying and keep growing and um, dealing with the fact that, yo, like all of this stuff God put inside of me. Like mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't ask God for this when I, when I was born, I didn't ask God to put these, some desires I just innately had some things I just innately had. And I ask people all the time, like, what do you naturally gravitate towards? Mm -hmm. You know, because certain things, it's certain dreams that you, you've tried to get away from certain things you wanted to get away from. You just couldn't shake. Yeah. And that's because God placed it there. And so I think we do a disservice to God by trying to, trying to be one thing to appease other mm -hmm. people when we're called to be more than that. So like in psychology or in sports and all of that stuff like don't shortchange yourself because there's so much more that you know that you all do than just those particular things so it's like why not why not like mm -mm. that's a whole word a whole word <laughs> yeah. the yeah. process is a part yeah. of the purpose and just it is it is like and I, I i think we lose that though i think yeah i think we get so enamored with the goal yeah mm -hmm. the journey is a part of the process too I would say even as a creative, I probably struggle with that as well. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, you remind me of that all the time. Yeah. Like being so caught up in like, all right, what's next? What's the next destination? Right. What's, where's the next contract coming from? And you're not enjoying like the right now. The yeah. Um, there were a few times over the weekend you had to kind of like continue to ground me. We were at Revolt World. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you had, yeah, you was like, yo, we're at Revolt World. Like, can you just enjoy Invited the moment? by them. <laughs> They're special guests in VIP, eating the food with the people. <laughs> Like, <laughs> but I'm worried about, all right, what's my next contract? What am I about to do? Like what I got going on next week? And she like, 
you literally just took a picture with the CEO. So like, like, calm down. He knew us when we walked up to him. Like, like he was like twins. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, like, I, I struggle with that too. I, yeah. I, I think, I think when you are creative, and that's uh, mm-hmm. for one to have you guys balance each other out like that. I think is great. And I think that we all need people in our lives that remind us like, hey, remember where you at right now? Right. Like, yeah. like, because even when I got to L.A., it was like, oh, I got to be doing this. I got to be doing this and I got to be doing this. And I just I, I told I told one of my closest friends out here, I was like, bro, I said, like, sometimes I just got to pause and remember, like, I'm in L.A. Like, go to the beach, bro. Like, go go drive down. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pacific Coast Highway and be in Malibu for a minute. Like, do you not know people would love to just live here? People are fighting to get here. And you're here and you're overlooking it because you're trying to think about the next thing. And I remember one time, man, I was... (laughs) I was in a low place and um and I was thinking about the next thing. I was thinking about the next thing and I I was I was just in prayer and I remember uh the Lord speaks to me kind of like in analogies, right? Mm-hmm. I teach in analogies, I talk in analogies. And um <laughs> the Lord was like, it was I remember I never forget it was it was a it was a Wednesday. And so um it was the it was like nine o'clock at night and I was sitting in my living room, TV off, I'm just sitting there just thinking. And I'm looking out the window and I was like, man, I, I really got to get this for next week. And I really got to get this for next month because we get so caught up in what we got to pay, our lifestyle, what we're going to do, our own visions and dreams and things of that nature. And the Lord was like, yep, that sounds good. And he was like, so what if tonight I chose to come back? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, okay, end of the world. Like, you know, it is what it is. He was like, and then you get to heaven or you die and you get to heaven. And I ask you, how did you spend your Wednesday? And then not just your Wednesday, but your last day on earth. And I, and my response mm-hmm. is I spent it thinking about Thursday or I spent it thinking about next month or I spent it thinking about a year from now. And then he tells me you were thinking about a day that was never ordained in my purpose for you in the, in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you wasted your last day thinking about a day that was never supposed to even come. Wow. And then what it did for me, it made me realize all I have is right now. That's all I got. Like, and a lot of times I get so me, I'm, I'm, you know, um, my father was this way. My father lived in a place of strong regret. Um, so every time I would talk to my father, he would always go back to past up. Oh son, I wish I could have did or, Oh, I wish I would have been there. So it was hard for us to even develop a relationship before he passed away, a stronger relationship before he passed away, because all we talked about was the past. And it was like, okay, the past is done. Then, Mm -hmm. so the past is over with, but majority of the time, the past is trying to pull us back into thinking what we should have changed, what we should have did. And then the future is so far ahead, but we're like, yo, you know, I want to get there. And then we, all we have is right now neither one of these places we don't live in all we have is right now and so we will mismanage the right now thinking about the past or thinking about the future mm-hmm. so much and so i was like yo like i just want to try to be more present 
that's the challenge for me. That. Yeah, yeah. Being that's present is definitely a challenge for me too. Yeah. yeah. Like, li- like, like you guys, like you said, use that Revo world and living in the present, like living in the moment. Yeah. Like right now, we're having a great time. We're having great experiences. We're meeting great people. And these people that we now, I just got an alert from Revo. Now, what what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but but literally, like, um, you know, you're right there living in that moment, and you could meet somebody in that moment that could be the key for the next. But if we mismanage the right now because we're thinking about what we are to do, we're not even present in the moment to give them everything that we have to show them how beneficial we can be to the future. That part, bars. So, yeah, so it's like, yo, like, all we have is right. Like, I really want us to understand. All we got is right now. All we yeah. have is right now. All That's we have it. is right now. It ain't about what you did two years ago. It ain't about what you're going to do two years from now. All we have is right now. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think living in that state of anxiety can be so crippling, too. Because it really comes from, it really comes from a place of fear. Like, like the unknown. Yeah, yeah, like not being able to tolerate, like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen next. Right. Let me try and figure it out in my head now. Yeah. And, and not being able to like control. Yeah. yeah. But that's literally like a lack of faith. Mm. <laughs> literally mm. is. That is. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that's the truth because it, it, it's, it's our, it's our love to be in control. Yes. The reality is we're not in control. Right. We're, we we really are not. I think that's the reality check that we need to have. We're not in control. We we make you know we try to make good decisions and wise decisions. Yeah. Um, even in my life, like the I've made some terrible decisions. I've done some things that just like I'm like oh like you should have did better with that. But also at the same time, like what? Can we get in your business real quick? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm a transparent person. Okay. Um, I, I I I feel like even 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 when I left pastoring. I feel like I should have did that better. I was following the instructions of other people and I should have listened to what God was telling me mm-hmm. and how he was telling me to do it because it's how you leave a thing that matters to. And, um, but also at the same time, you know, I don't, I don't want to, cause a lot of times like people think that when you're explaining something, you're trying to, uh, give an excuse of something mm-hmm. and that's not, th- those two are not the same. So for me, I was just in a, and I'm still not in a fully recovered state, but you know, from my <clears throat> from my stepfather, my father, then my older brother, uh, my uncle, and then my little brother all passing away in, in a three year span. Wow! So for me, my father, my stepfather, and my brother they passed away in a eight month span. So I did not take the time that I needed to grieve. Mm-hmm. I preached all of their funerals and after their funerals, I was that following Sunday, I was back in my pulpit mm-hmm. and um, not taking that time. And then it makes it, it made me I always had a um, um, I never I always had a problem with getting close or getting very, very close to people because I would always feel like people would leave me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it made me scared all the time, you know, and now, now this is going to turn into a counseling session. So this is going to be right <laughs> up your alley. You're going to be like, yes, I'm going to diagnose him right now. <laughs> but, um, so I was always, so, so I always had this disattachment thing, with, you know, and how I left things or how I would, you know, 
I'm just, oh, like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. Like, I can't do that no more. But for a year, I was coasting on muscle memory. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I knew how to pastor. I had pastored for 10 years. I knew how to preach. I did it four times a week for 10 years. I, I knew how to do it. So it was like, I was coasting on muscle memory. But then when COVID hit and I could not, I couldn't mask me mm-hmm. being whole by working. That's what I was doing. Like I was like, oh, I was I was okay because I was just working. I was busy. So a lot of times, like we think that we're we're healed, but yeah. you're just putting a lot of busyness in it. Like you just you ain't even sitting with your emotions long enough. Yeah. So when COVID hit and I wasn't traveling and preaching anymore, <laughs> man, that thing hit me like like grief. Grief finally caught up to me. It was like yo, it was like right behind me, and then it finally it finally hit me. And so when I when I disconnected or when I um, when I, I met with my leaders, told my leaders, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm stepping down. Um, they understood they were, you know, and we did a whole offboarding process, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, Oh, I like, I'm gone by, um, you know, we knew months ahead of time before it happened. Um, but I still feel like I could have done it better. I still mm-hmm. feel like I could have communicated it more. Um, because I, I love those people. I, I don't, it was a gear in me that I felt like I couldn't hit anymore. So I, as a disservice, I felt like I was doing them a disservice mm-hmm. by being in a position that I knew that I could not, I, I just couldn't do it. And so, uh, I felt like I was shortchanging them, my ability to, cause I was like a very. I was a pastor's pastor. Like I would go to the hospital. I would be at baby, you know, I did baby dedications. I would, when people had babies, I was there at the hospital. When people died, I was there to see them, you know, pass away. I was, I I was that type of pastor. So when I stopped having, when I felt like I couldn't do that anymore, I felt like I was being a disservice and I, and I should have, and I could have handled it a lot better as far as like my, my ability to communicate, but because of my level of, you know, living in just what I was dealing with. Um, and, you know, people call it, you know, people may say, oh, man, like that's selfish or whatever the case is. But the reality of it is like, yo, like when you're in that moment and you're thinking about just trying to survive, you're in survival mode and mm-hmm. you're trying to keep your head above water. A lot of times, like you would just latch on to anything thinking that it's going to save you. And so mm-hmm. uh, I just would have handled it. I just would have handled it a lot differently. You know, I would have handled it more mature. You know, in hindsight, everything's twenty twenty. You know, but I just would have handled it a lot better. Definitely appreciate yeah. your your transparency. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, because I, I think so many people can be uh, blessed and, and experience healing in their own right mm-hmm. when hearing about other people um, who could have handled situations a bit better. Because the reality yeah. is, we're human. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. Like we, yeah. Like, and, I, and I think that a lot of times with the church, in the church world, we forget that we're human. Like, yes. Especially when you're in a role of, and you guys know this, when you're in a role of leadership, uh, your mother was a leader for years. Uh, when you're in a role of, when you're in a role of leadership, people people then put leadership above humanity for yes. sure. So we forget that you feel how we feel. You bleed, how we bleed, you cry, how we cry, you, you know, deal with emotions, how we deal with emotions. And 
Um, and I think a lot of times, like, we don't give grace to leaders. And that's why, like, now, like, when people, uh, I was, um, I was in Oakland this past weekend and, um, this lady, uh, comes up to me. She was like, Pastor AD, oh my God, like, I want to take a picture with you. I'm, I'm so glad to meet you. I was in the airport and I was like, oh, like, hey, nice to meet you too. And then um, she was like, I can't wait to tell everybody I met Pastor AD. I was like, you can just call me Adrian. And she was just like, what? I'm like, you can just call me Adrian. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm Adrian. Like, if you feel comfortable calling me Pastor AD, that's cool. But, you know, you don't, you know, we don't have to overemphasize that. Because what, what I realized is that a lot of times people, people will, people will call you, people will call you that to show a level of leadership, but they'll highlight that if you don't do what they feel that they, like you should have done. So if wow. you That's fall, yeah. if you fall, that almost, that almost comes like, um, like almost like a taunting type of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This pastor, this pastor, this mm -hmm. pastor, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to take the human feeling out of that so when they put the title there it's like oh you're a pastor but you're not human mm -hmm. i'm like yo like i'm 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 adrian i mean i appreciate pastor ad i mean i've, I've served and I, I still preach and i still love god but i um yeah like you know i'm 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 human and you know we have feelings and, and we hurt and we make decisions and we fail and we get up mm -hmm. and we try again and all of those things but i think a lot of times like we put such an emphasis on their title Mm -hmm. And it's almost like a mocking thing, like, you know, like, oh, I'm putting emphasis on his title because, yeah, because he he not operating like that. Okay? Right. You know, he not doing that. It's like, yeah, like, no, I'm, you know, I'm just, I just be like, yo, I'm majoring. Like, you you know, we can highlight it, but we ain't got to highlight it. <laughs> I think that's so weird when people do that, it but is. it but really goes so I know to, we, when we introduced you, we did call you Pastor AD. So yeah. <laughs> what do you want to be called? <laughs> Listen, you can just call me Adrian. I'm, I'm Adrian. Okay. Like now, Adrian. now, of course, of course, like, you know, people will, I will be past AD to some people for the rest of their lives Yeah. because of what I've been to them. And then I'd be past AD for a lot of, for a lot, for a lot of other people for the rest of their lives, because they want to say, oh yeah, like that pastor. Mm. Okay. So for me, like, you know, my mama named me Adrian. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm an age. I'm a call major. You know what I'm saying? So, but no, like, like to, to me, you know, Adrian, people call me AD, Pastor AD. I'm fine with it all. But okay. how she was, she was, she just kept saying like, I can't believe I met the pastor. I can't believe I, I'm like, yeah, like, no, nah, you, you know, it's okay. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, like, cause for one, I've never been, I've never been caught up on that ever. Like, yeah. Um, I, I, because I, I, I just feel like, I, I didn't ask to be chosen. I didn't ask to preach. I didn't ask to, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to pastor. I didn't want to do any of that. So I just committed to being obedient to whatever God told me to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I didn't ask for it. So I don't brag about it. This is what it is. Yeah. I like that. How, so how did you know when like this, your season to pastor was coming to a and like, what, how did you make that transition? Yeah, um, for that, that was probably to date um, outside of um, the, you know, outside of all the deaths, probably that, that was like, that was probably the hardest decision to date that I've ever mm -hmm. had. Um, I knew I sat in the seat for two years 
um, wrestling with God about me leaving. Um, because when you put your heart, your blood, sweat, and tears into something, building something, you know, trying to get it to a certain point, whatever the case is, um, it, it's, it's hard to leave it. But mm -hmm. you, but I knew, I legit knew, like the Lord just kept telling me like, Hey, now, you know, it's, you know, Hey, you got to make the transition. You got to make the transition. There are other things that I want to do with you in other places that I want to, you know, I want to take you. And it's going to be hard for you to be in this place of being here and pastoring for what I want to do. And so I wore it for two years. Like, um, and you know, the phrase is delayed obedience is disobedience. Right. And so, but he did give me grace. I feel like he gave me grace to ease my emotions for what I knew was the inevitable. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was like, no matter what you try to do, cause I kept trying to create things to make me stay, you know, in Huntsville, I tried to keep creating, uh, spaces and places. So, I launched the sneaker store. Then, you know, we started building a restaurant before I left. And, you know, that's up and running now, but it wasn't before I left. And so I was trying to find things to do that would make me to make me think like this is going to make me fall in love with, you know, serving the city all over again type of situation. And it just wasn't working. And again, I could get up and I could preach and people, and because it's God, it's not me. God will use what's, what's available to him. Exactly. But also at the same time, I was, um, no lie to tell y'all, like I was going home. My, um, if, if Drew, my, my, my head armor bearer, we still, that's still my guy. That's my, that's my right hand. Um, he would tell you like, I would get done preaching and normally what I, what I would do when I'm done preaching, you know, both services, I would go down to the front. I would hug everybody that wanted to hug. I love kids. I would talk to kids, kids, babies, do all of that stuff. Um, but I started to grow callous. Um, mm -hmm. And so I would do it, but the same enthusiasm wasn't there. And then we would get in the car and he'll be driving the SUV to take me home. And I'd be in the back seat, bawling my eyes out. My, my daughter be in the front seat like, Dad, you okay? I'd just be like, I, I, I'd just be every Sunday. I would just be crying. And um, because I, I I felt like a, a shift was happening and it needed to happen. I just didn't know how it was going to happen. And I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to let people down. And and for me, I tell people this, like you at some point you hit a crossroads where you have to be more loyal. The assignment of God mm -hmm. or the assignment of people. Mm -hmm. And if we make the wrong decision, it can change everything. And, um, and so for me, I was at a point where I was like, well, yo, I got to be more loyal to what God wants me to do. Um, and then deal with the misunderstanding of people because I was such a people pleaser that mm -hmm. I wanted everybody to like me. I wanted everybody to understand. I wanted everybody to understand my heart of why I'm doing what I'm doing or the decisions that I made, but everybody's not going to understand the decisions that you made because you and God are not on a conference call. <laughs> you and God have you and him conversation. And what he tells you is not for the public dissemination of everybody else. And so at some point you have to decide like, yo, I got to be obedient to God. And so for me, it just hit that point after two years, like I had to make that decision, but I felt it for two years. I was disobedient for wow. two years. I was trying to fight it for two years, but I, but I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm. 
I think that when we talk about like the obedience to the assignment, mm-hmm. so many people do become like connected to like, okay, well, what will the people think? Like what it, being connected, like you said, to the assignment of the people, how can people kind of like get to the space where they're dedicated to what God wants them to do, as opposed to the opinions of mm-hmm. the people? That's a great question. Um, it's crazy because I just answered this. I do like a call, like a free Zoom call for people on, on Mondays called Mentorship Mondays. Oh, that's and, someone, and somebody asked me this question on uh, yesterday. They said, uh, they said, yo, um, how do how do I get out of, you know, serving or doing for everybody else? And I said, you know, that is a continuously practiced behavior. For me, it was. And it's something you're going to have to continuously address. And then the challenging part is majority of people, especially in church, <laughs> we find identity by serving other people. When we should serve through our identity. Hmm. So if you ask them, hey, what do you do? They immediately start telling you, or like, who are you? They'll tell you what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so, so who are you? Tell me, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. We'll start rattling off all the stuff that we do. Mm-hmm. Because it's our service to other people. Like, oh, I do this. I do this. And if you think about it, everything that we say that we do. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is doing for somebody else. But so yes, <laughs> very like, much true. Like, like we'd be like, yeah, you know, I preach. Yeah. I pastor, I, 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 you know, I lead or, or I do this and I, cool. But what do you do for you? Yeah. Right. And I think that finding out, you know, and how we break that, I think is finding out our identity. And then once we find our identity within ourselves, then we serve from that place mm-hmm. of our identity because it becomes more authentic. It becomes more genuine. Um, you know, one of the things that, you know, people can say a litany of, things about me, positive, negative, whatever the case is. But one of the things that I try to pride myself on is like when people meet meet me, they meet a genuine person. And I just want to be genuine. I want to be authentic. I'm not going to front like I got some or I don't or whatever. I'm just going to tell you really what it is. And so I, but I've come to that place within my own identity. and, And I've come to the place after being removed for three years from senior pastoring, I was like, I no longer want anything that had, that feels the need of performance in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to perform anymore. I don't want to, you know, if this is how I feel, this is how I feel. And I, I have the right to communicate that. And there'll be some people that don't understand it. It'd be some people that'd be like, that's, that's crazy, but this is how I feel. It is what it is. And so embracing that and um, stop trying to find identity from serving, but mm-hmm. find identity and then serve from that place. I think I that's that. Yeah. That's an amazing response. So like along those same lines, like you went through this process where you had to redefine your identity, right? You had to redefine who you are. So who would you say is Adrian? Who is Adrian? Man, um, I'll say I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm identified like over this past year, over this past year, I have started to identify with my own identity. And part of that is, you know, 
so many things. That's why when we say like, I'm a comma, I really like, that's my brand. That's who I am. But like, I'm a creative, I'm a speaker, I'm a philanthropist. I am um, all around. I I love everything creative. Like I'm an artist. I draw, I love to create. I'm silly. I love to have a good time. Um, I love to travel and all those things. So those are things that I enjoy doing, but that's also a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm because the the even the word a human being, it is a it's the ability to keep being, but you are still becoming. And mm-hmm. so even in identity, I think that we still are growing in that place. And for the identity for me right now, like how I'm serving people is that I'm serving people through my level of growth and my level of honesty and my level of transparency of failed, horrible decisions or great places too, because I don't want to be so hard on myself to where it's like, yo, like, you know, you didn't do everything right, but no, you did some, some things absolutely amazing. And so, uh, for me now I'm still learning and I'm still leaning into that, but it's a gradual thing. And so for me, you know, I think my overall identity of where I am right now is just, I want to be authentic and I want to be genuine. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm here so for it. Me. I'm here for it. I, I, I got a question for y'all though. What's what's the question? <laughs> um and and, and 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 actually it may be it may be a couple of questions because it may like segue into but I, I wanna know because I have always growing up, I've always wanted a twin, right? <laughs> I always I always wanted a twin because I always want to see like what it what it felt like to have a twin. But this is my question. How many times do y'all fight? We are like you like regular like siblings. siblings. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 re- regular sibling arguments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the longest length of time that y'all have gone without speaking to each other? Um probably like a day. Yeah, probably a day or yeah, two. Yeah, a day or two. Yeah. Ooh. Man, let me tell you, let me tell you I, done, I did not talk to my family for a long, for, <laughs> I, I, I think that's a twin bond. So like, I, so like I have twins, uh, that are like distant cousins in my family, Anton and Andrew. And, um, I asked them that same question. I was like, what's the longest that y'all have went without speaking to each other? They was like, oh, probably like a day. And I'm thinking yeah, like, not normal. Nah, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> You know, like me and my sister, we have it out and we really don't have it out, out like that. Like, but we just, we just get quiet. And then, you know, it'd be like a week. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, yeah. And and then she either sent me a a funny emo, a funny, like, you know, uh, something from Instagram or a video or something, or I do that to her and it kind of break the ice and we start talking again. But I don't know. I I just think twins have a different bond. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I like I, I mean like so like for example, my, my older brother that passed away, he was three years older than me. My sister's you know, there's a six year difference between her and I. Then my then my little brother, there is a nine year difference between him, you know, he and I now. He's wow. passed away too, but it's just like it with with those gaps, like, you know, I think the bond, I think the bond is strong because me and my sister are amazing. But also at the same time, I think that there's just a different bond because you all have experienced your entire lives together. Yeah. Entire, yeah. <laughs> literally from birth. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like literally from birth. So, so, so like it always, th- that's a question I always like ask twins, like, 
what's the longest y'all went without speaking to each other? And then, you know, growing up or, you know, like when y'all have arguments, like how that works, because it's, it's, it's different. It's different. I, and so, uh, I just know how I operate with my siblings, but I'm different because I'm a little weird. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, 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 you know, I'd be wanting to know that. Yeah. I don't think we, I, yeah, yeah, I think I it's think, pretty, I thought that was normal. Though, I know. Like a day or two. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I just know my family. Maybe, you know, maybe other people can chime in and say, you know, how long, if her, you know, if they, they get into it with their brothers and sisters, how long they go without talking to them. But yeah, a, you know, a day ain't long. <laughs> it's not. No, no it's, it's not long. It's not. not long at all. Like, <laughs> like, okay. Like, like y'all have a disagreement and then y'all don't talk for a day. Then next day it's like, okay, like that's one day. Like, Come on, that ain't long. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, but so, but it, it just—I I think it goes to the strength of strength of you all's bond, and I think yeah. that's—I think that's amazing, though. Like, because uh, I think a lot of people desire that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily desire twins, like like I was saying, but desire a bond with someone that if I go longer than a day without talking to you, I feel I, I feel that yeah. there's a void in my life. Yeah, that's facts. That is facts. Yeah, yeah. people yeah, desire that, and I would say they desire a twin too because yeah. twins are cool. <laughs> twins are cool. Twins are super cool. Yo, we were we at the while we was at. Uh, I'm gonna tell a story real quick. Which one? We were at Revolt World, and um. we, we were like, uh, v, what was the section called? The VIP. Yeah, it was backstage like, where all the, the talent. talent. And okay. so basically, like everybody's <laughs> back there. Everybody who's speaking, performing, blah blah blah, or whatever. And so the security guard walks up to us. He was like, oh, my gosh, y'all are like those twins. Like, yeah, we we're twins. Like, yeah, we're, the, we're the twins. Those Yo, twins. Yo, my, my wife is going to flip when she finds out I met y'all. Okay. What, what twins do he this, think we are? He don't know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> but that just proves how cool twins are. Okay. Like, you don't have to, like. <laughs> but you going to tell him where he caught his wife? No. <laughs> so, so, so did he? He thought y'all was T and Tamara. I guess so. We get that though. Yeah. Somehow people Some, think that somebody else asked us that too. Funny Who, Marco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny Marco. Y'all are y'all don't swear. No, we not. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think I, I think that um, I, I can see that. I can, I can see you guys being being mistaken for that. But I, but the thing about the thing about twins is that have y'all ever? Here's another question. Have y'all ever? <laughs> used your twin uh, benefits in school like growing up or in in a relationship what are twin benefits in a relationship twin benefits in a relationship is like if if you tried to get over on somebody like if you felt like he was doing something or your partner <laughs> was doing something and then you tried to play him some type of way like same girl like like <laughs> the video i mean like well Let's just take relationship off the table. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's take that off. Cause, but all right, like in school, like like if, if, if one of you all was better at math than the other person, mm-hmm. than, the, than the other sister, did you go take a test for your sister? I never no, took a never test. I, ne- I sat in one of your classes before. Which one? It was like an economics class. This was in college. Did I send you there? I don't remember, but I remember being, <laughs> I remember being in her class, uh, like an economics class. Was I there? I don't remember. Uh, I but, just remember, yeah. But then they th- they thought it was your sister. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See? See? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask, the, it's, it's two things that I'm going to ask the Lord when I get there. One, why he didn't give me the ability to sing. Two, <laughs> why he didn't give me a twin. I feel like the answer to both of those questions is the Lord is trying to keep you saved. <laughs> what does that mean? If you knew how to sing, like now, I don't, now, I don't know. If I mean, definitely, I, I tell people this all the time. If I could sing, I would be, I'll be grinding on somebody's daughter every day, <laughs> singing. I, I, I don't have a lot to tell y'all. I got listen. I, t I told you I don't, I don't live in that performance-based stuff no more. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you, if I could sing, <laughs> out of here. Out of here. Out of here. Church where? Church <laughs> what? Out of here. I'm a, but I'm a, but I'm gonna ask him because I'm like, I mean, you gave other people, you gave other people that gift, and they're not in church. So why why not? <laughs> I guess, you know, I guess he was more more concerned about my soul, I guess. That's yeah. what it is. I feel like he does withhold some things. Yeah. In order to keep us humble and safe. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Man, like that, but that's that. I got an alt. I got an alt with the Lord about that. <laughs> I really do because because I feel like you know every time I listen to great singers or, and I love music. I love music. It's my my favorite thing. And I'm listening to all of these amazing singers. I watched Dang on Tank make up a song on the spot uh, last night. Like he, he doing an interview with Kay Michelle and she was like make up a song. He makes up a song and he just running and riffing and I'm just like. So you just can't give me an ounce of <laughs> a little bit of that. Just, just a little bit. But he like, yeah, but you but you right. Cause he cause he's like, if I get if I gave you that, you'd be rat. out here. Yeah. Uh, Pastor who? Pastor where? <laughs> listen, for real. Like, but but I just feel like he but he gave he gave he gave some pastors the ability to really, really sing. They can sing. How come how come I couldn't? Well, I I, I guess he knew my tolerance level because I wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm getting deliverance right now. <laughs> That's how it works sometimes. Mm -hmm. like, for real, for real. But like, but but I really like, like I really, I I I used to, I used to be one one of the twins so bad. I just think I, I used to think it was so cool, like when twins dressed alike at school and did all of that stuff, and I'd be like, man. And then then you know I had my older brother. My older brother didn't live in the same house as me. And so then my six years later, my sister comes along and then like, I still wanted the twins. So I used to resent my sister and be like, man, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and now she like my best friend inside. So it's all good. It worked out. Do y'all look alike? Do me and my, no, me and my sister do oh. not look alike. I look identical to my mother. Oh, my, okay. my sister is identical to my father. It's, it's so, it's so weird. Like me and, my mom, people joke all the time. My mom is me with a weird. for real, like, <laughs> like so no, funny. like no joke. Like me and my, me and my, like my mom. I, I call my mama. I, we Facetime. She be like, "Hey, twin." Now that, <laughs> now, now that is my twin. 
But um, yeah, no, nah, me and my sister don't look alike. Um, my um, my older brother, we really didn't look alike either. So I just, I just, I just, I just wanted that so bad. I just, <laughs> you know, I man, I, I, I used to, and you know, the Lord really had to deal. The Lord deals with me on like my jealousy and all of that <laughs> stuff. Cause people don't like to be honest. You ever look at somebody and you be like, man, look at them. <laughs> and, and they ain't did nothing to you. You just get mad a little bit. They speak at you. They speak to you. Be like, what's up? You be like, man, shut up. Under <laughs> your breath, but then you speak. You be like, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, I used, I used to be like that with Antonia Andrew, and then I pastored two twins, Justin and Julian. They uh, Birmingham, and you know, uh, well, when I was in Huntsville, now one of them is in Birmingham. The other one, I think, is off in school in uh, Virginia. But um, like. Even talking to them, I would ask them all types of questions all the time, and they would be like, "Why are you saying?" I was like, I, "I always want, I always wanted to be." That is funny. I mean, yeah, twins are cool. We are the way. Did you get a little bit jealous when you first met us? Like, yep, I did. I didn't like okay. y'all. <laughs> I didn't like y'all. So now, so 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 now after this interview, I because I only follow one of y'all on Instagram on purpose. <laughs> so now, so now I gotta I gotta go follow. I gotta go follow. I gotta go. You follow. have to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm I'm sorry I had to do you like that. I'm sorry. I was like, I'm, I only I only I'm only gonna see one because because seeing y'all together just bothers me. That's shady. <laughs> oh, that's shady. Oh my gosh. Let deliverance be your portion on today, better God. <laughs> no, I'm just really giving you a hard time, but I am gonna follow you though for it. I'm just I'm really giving you a hard time. But He's yeah, serious like, if you don't follow me. I no, but I but no. <laughs> so I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you that. He follows me, so I'm good. Yeah, I know. I, I follow you. I don't follow you. But see, here's the thing. <clears throat> when I first, I think I saw, I think I met one of y'all first. I don't think I met y'all together. I don't think I met y'all at the same so. time. Okay. Yeah. So I met I met one of y'all. And then honestly, when I followed, I felt like y'all were the same person. <laughs> A lot of people say that. Like, yeah. You know, like for real. Like, so when I so when I followed you, then it was like, I think after some time. And then you put up a picture of the both of you. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's a twin. And then it was like, then I was like, oh, I don't like her. But no, I'm, <laughs> but no, so I, I am going to follow you though. It's just, you know, I, I just, the, listen, the Lord's still working. The Lord's still working. He is. He is. He's, he's not, listen, as long, as long as he has work to do in me, then he won't let me die. Huh? <laughs> Say it again. That's, that's how I feel like it's longevity. Like as long as he got work to do in me, I can't die yet. Period. I, I was I was on the plane when I was coming from Oakland, like I was talking about earlier, and I was on the plane. And we started having some turbulence. The lady sitting next to me, she reached up, she grabbed my hand. She was like, "Ooh, ooh I just got so nervous." I said, "Oh, calm down." She was like, "Why are you so calm?" I said, "I can't die yet. I got too much. The Lord still, the Lord still developing me. I can't die. I can't come die. Come on, She was like, "I've never heard somebody say that before." I said, "I can't. I can't." He still got some stuff. He got to. I gotta. I gotta see what the end of this gonna be. Like I gotta, yeah. I gotta see why I went through everything that I've been going through. Like, so until I can see why the end, like how this ends up, oh, the, the Lord, ain't, the Lord can't let me die. Yeah, I got a bulletproof vest on my life. Come, Come on, He can't let me die. I got, to, I got too much that I gotta see. I got too much that I got, I gotta do. This documentary ain't out. Boys, you know, like, like th- th- these black boys still, still need that exposure. You know, things 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 still have to be done, and there's things that he still needs to grow in me. It's still maturing that I have to do. Yeah. So I can't die yet. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. 
<laughs> That's facts. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, Pastor AD. Last question. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> when you come to DC, do you have intentions of hitting us up or did you plan to just do your thing and then head back out to LA? I, 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 I was going to be just how y'all did me. <gasps> Praise the Lord. Wow. Okay. I was, what, 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 what my plan was, I was going to be uh, either, what is it? DCA Reagan, whatever, whatever, whatever airport I'm going to fly into. And I was going to take a picture in the airport and say, <laughs> and say, say, Hey DC. <laughs> it was, it was so much fun. <laughs> so petty. So much fun. No, nah, that is so petty. <laughs> You know, we're 15 minutes from DCA, though. I would, yes. yes. Listen, I'm man, when I tell you, <clears throat> when I tell you, I would definitely, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to let y'all know because it'll be, it'll it, be, wait a minute, is it next month? It's between next month and, uh, what's next month? October? Yes. November. So it's either, either October or November. We have some more filming to do. Then I got to be back in December, which I absolutely don't want to go in December because it's going to be so cold. Very and much so. I, and that's, and that's one thing I be, t my, my brother just embraces it. He loves it. He's just like, Oh yeah, I'm used to it. Not me, not yeah. me, not me. The cold makes it, I like to be cold when I go to sleep so I can bundle up. But other than that, uh -huh. no, no, no. So I'm not looking forward to that in December, but I got to come in December as well. But I, I, I'm, I think I'm gonna let you know. I, I think the Lord is, 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 is working on my heart in this area of forgiveness. And, you know, I'm not going, I'm not going to do unto others as they have done unto me. <laughs> I'm not going to repay evil with evil. <laughs> so I am going, I am going to let y'all know when I'm coming. Hey. And then, Offering deliverance right yes. there. You just witnessed it here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you just got delivered in the name of Jesus. L listen, but I, I tell people, listen, we we can have moments of deliverance, but your deliverance is only as strong as your decision. So if I make if I make a different decision after this, I'm really <laughs> Patty. <laughs> but no, like I I, I am gonna let y'all know I am for sure, for sure. I am Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm gonna let you know. Um, I definitely, <clears throat> I'm definitely gonna let y'all know because I, 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 I would love for us to talk and we could talk about this off of the pod, but um, for you guys to do some stuff uh, even at the school uh, with the documentary and um, and so like we we we're really working with the boys because the school is in Southeast um, mm -hmm. and so you know those boys that we took to uh, Europe had never been majority of them, majority of them had never been out of their ward. Wow. So, so to take them through the process of getting their passports, getting their luggage, um, teaching them how to pack, mm. like stuff like it's, it's stuff that we take for granted that we do that. And, you know, and it was, it was chaperones. Like it's so many facets of the story, but there were chaperones teachers that work at the school, um, 
but had never been out of D.C. Mm. Wow. And it was their first time traveling out of D.C. And they, as as grown men, were crying because they were being exposed to something totally different. They was like, never, it was like never in a million years would I think that I would see the Eiffel Tower. That oh is beautiful. Yeah, it's, That's amazing. It's, it's amazing, man. It's it's one of the uh, one of the best things uh, of my life so far that I'm that I'm working on. So, wow. uh, so yeah, I'm you know I'm I, you know I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I ain't gonna do you like you did me. I'm definitely gonna let you know. You know <laughs> I, I ain't gonna I ain't even gonna be funny like that. But I I got you. I got you. <laughs> Good. I got you. Well, we will, yeah, we would love to host you in our city. <laughs> we gonna see because when, when I now. Don't be talking about, don't be talking, no, we, we inside because y'all, y'all travel a lot. Y'all travel a lot. So I don't even know if y'all don't even be there, but we w- you got to tell us in advance, yeah, but yes, us. we will plan. No, nah, I don't believe that. And um, we're going to be outside. I, th- that's all I was about to say. We got to be outside. We going, we going to U street. We going to, you know, oh, let, this, I'm sorry. I'm Is it not? Of y'all time. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Because a place that I love in D.C. that we don't have out, out here in the West Coast, Matchbox Pizza. I've like never Matchbox. heard of Matchbox. What? It's on DoorDash. No. What? And I love pizza. I've never heard of that. You've never heard of Ma- Okay. You tripping. So here's the rule right now. I'm making it all right now in the pie. You can't go until I get there. Okay. Okay. Got That's you. It. I never had back. the pizza. Huh? I, I never had the pizza there. Oh, but you know of it. I know of it, yeah. Okay, so so but you but y'all so, cannot have it until I okay. get there. And if and if, and if y'all go before I get there and I find out, let me tell you. Why are you always trying to rebuke us? <laughs> <laughs> I pray that the Lord give you holotosis for two weeks. Okay. <laughs> I pray I pray that your breath stinks so bad for two weeks you gotta stay in the house. And it's like you're gonna be lying to people telling you you got COVID again. <laughs> okay, so I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, if y'all go before I get there, it's going to be a problem. <laughs> but now Matchbox, I, I love Matchbox Pizza. It, it, my, my, my brother got me hooked on it. He loves, loves, loves Matchbox Pizza. And so, um, I got to Google me, it now. Yeah, me, me, uh, me, him and my, my niece, we go every time. And then depending on how long I'm there, we go a few times. It's, it's great. I love okay. it. Okay. All right. Now, now, if y'all, if Ooh, we waiting for you. We waiting. We waiting. Ooh, if, ooh, if y'all go, I promise. No, no, like for real. I'm, I'm definitely gonna let you guys know when, um, when I'm coming and all that good stuff. But man, I uh, appreciate the invitation to be on. Uh, it means, it means a lot to me, especially in the season in which that I'm in right now. It just means a lot to me, and I can't even uh, articulate in words how much it means to me. So thank you. Wow. Thank we appreciate you for coming, you for coming yes, through. Absolutely. No yes. No problem at all. Awesome. All right. uh, how can the people find you on Instagram? All that stuff. I ain't hard to find. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, right I'm, on Tubi. <laughs> right on Tubi. Right on Tubi. We got two new two new movies coming out. Um, I got scenes in. I play an attorney in one. Then I play. Uh, I play this dude. I'm, I got engaged in the other one. Okay. That's dope. In the movie. No. No. In the movie. In the movie. I said in the movie. And we ain't talking about okay, uh, but no, I got engaged Aww. in the other one. Um, but um, you can find me Adrian Davis now on Instagram. Adrian, just Adrian Davis now on all platforms. Just uh, Instagram. Uh, I'm on TikTok a little bit. I try to do a little. Ah, you, know, you on TikTok? A little bit, a little bit. I 
like now t- TikTok is 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 different content for me because I just like to have fun on TikTok. Like same. Uh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> All so, right, I follow you on TikTok. Yeah. So like I just I I just get on there and I, I got a I got like six videos I ain't put I ain't put up yet, but I'm on I'm gonna start just releasing them because I told you I love music, so I love to uh, lip sync to music. <laughs> okay. But but here's the thing: what I try to do, I try to highlight songs that we didn't pay attention to, like the lyrics. And you like, wait a minute, they say you're gonna do that. Like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> That's really a stalker line. So like <laughs> like stuff like that. Like, so um, so yeah, I'm on TikTok a little bit, uh, but mainly Instagram. I'm I'm using on Instagram quite a bit and uh, but yeah, Adrian Davis now. And the reason why it is Adrian Davis now is because I believe that uh I'm not who I was and I'm not all the way who I'm gonna be. All I have is right now. Love it. Right now. Right now, so I'm Adrian. I'm, I'm Adrian Davis now, and then also people always ask the question like, "Man, you man, you always got your hand in this. You got your hand in this. You got your hand in this. What you doing now?" Like, so Adrian Davis now. I love, I love that. that. That's cute. Yeah, that is cute. <laughs> All I have is now. Awesome. Well, yeah, we appreciate well, you, so you much. and your thank time. You. Thank yes, you. this has been amazing. Matchbox. 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 And maybe karaoke. Karaoke. Huh? I said maybe karaoke. Oh, I, come on. It's given. Sign me up. Is given. Yeah. Sign me up. I'm- okay, that sounds like your lane. So we'll do pizza and karaoke. <laughs> and brunch. And then, and then brunch. <laughs> yeah. Sign. <laughs> the, the deal has been signed now. Like and y'all ain't got no choice. And if y'all renege, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a podcast called I Wish I Was a Twin. <laughs> and all I'm gonna do is talk about y'all every episode, how y'all let me down. <laughs> yeah. No, you gotta just send us the dates because we gotta make sure we in town that yeah. weekend. Okay, I'm 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 gonna send y'all the date. So I should know I should know for sure by next week. So I'm on, you know, like we'll have they have my my plane ticket and stuff situated. Okay. And so as soon as I know, as soon as those plane tickets are purchased, I'm letting y'all know. And y'all okay. just y- y'all make sure y'all there. Okay, Period. we'll be there. All right, we'll sounds also. good. Okay. Bye y'all. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.